What is up, wannabe entrepreneurs? Welcome to another episode of this podcast, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago, your host, and uh, I am super excited to be talking with you. I have to say, I spend all my week waiting for this moment. If you are an older listener, you know that I used to basically do this every day. And now that I only do this freestyle episode once a week, I really miss it. I really miss speaking with you and sharing what I've learned and sharing this journey. So super excited to be here. And uh, now I want to start by introducing the new members of our community. And uh, if you don't know, you can actually support this podcast by becoming a member. And by doing so, you also get access to our virtual co-working space for bootstrappers. I call it now WBE space, wannabe entrepreneur space. And it's an amazing community with uh, a lot of entrepreneurs from all over the world with multiple backgrounds. And uh, it's super nice because we motivate each other and support each other to build our projects, our products, and hopefully to have a lot of success with them. So it's really nice. And uh, yeah, every week now I have new members, which is great. And let me introduce the new the newbies to you. And the first one is Flavio, is a fellow Portuguese speaker, but he's actually from Brazil. And he has a software engineering background, but now is working as a data engineer. And he has actually two twin boys, which is amazing. He still wants to keep the entrepreneurial spark alive, which I totally admire because I don't have a family and I cannot, I don't have time for anything else. So how come there are members and actually there are multiple members in this community that actually have kids and they still get to work in their projects. So I really admire their uh, time management skills and their motivation. So I hope you find a lot of support in this community, Flavio. The next member's name is Benedict. Is from Germany, also a software developer and a wannabe entrepreneur. He has a lot of side projects that he has built and he actually has a page with all of his projects, which is something that I should probably do. And uh, he joined also this community to get some motivation. He also has a family, he also has kids, so it's amazing to have more people with family here and I really hope you find the mentorship and support you are looking for. And last but not least, we have Vinod. Vinod is from India and is building an amazing product, actually. It's a SaaS product that converts audio into text. And we are going to test it with one of our episodes here. And the idea is to basically transcribe. So you input a podcast, let's say, and it transcribes into text. And it's amazing because then you can share it on your blog. You can, I can, for instance, share my interviews on the blog. And people can read them if they don't want to listen to it. Because podcast is not for everyone. I love to listen to podcasts and I don't like reading that much. But a lot of people prefer reading. So this is a great tool. I'm super excited to test it. And he actually uses machine learning to adapt his model to each input. So he will adapt the model just for this podcast. And I will let you know how it goes. And these are the three new members. But there are actually two people that were old members then now became paying members and if you don't know if you are actually a guest in this show and uh, i interview you you basically get a free access to this community but still kavya and christy both great interviews you should listen to the interviews i did with them 
but they find so much value in this community that decided to start actually paying and becoming paying members. So I really appreciate that. I swear that I didn't ask them to do that. It's just from their own will. And I'm, it really makes me happy because it means that this community is actually bringing value for the members. And that makes a lot of sense. And uh, that also it's good for the business, right? Because if they are taking value, it means others will also take value from the community and I'll get more members and get super rich <laughs> or not. Anyways, let's uh, get started with today's episode. I have to say that I am quite good playing kickers. You know what kickers is? Uh, football. Basically, those uh, little football player dolls connected to a stick that uh, then you control with your hands and your goal is to score against the other team. Yeah, those. I am quite good and I know what you're thinking. Oh, come on, Tiago, you cannot say you're super good. Come on, you're just being uh, like full of yourself, whatever. I mean, of course, I cannot compare with those that go to the championships and so on. But it's true. I there are things that you are talented to to do by itself. I don't know why. No one can explain. Maybe it's your DNA. Maybe it's the fact that you like it and you practice more. It just comes easier for me to do certain things than others. But anyways, this is completely off topic. <laughs> but what I want to say is that when I was at Trivago we had a kicker table and it was like literally next to my desk. So I used to play a lot of kicker and I really miss it. <laughs> it's It was such a crucial part of my day. And I know what you're thinking. Damn developers, they have everything. They are so spoiled. Well, it's true that I have to admit if I compared my profession with most of other professions around, we have it really nice for us. And uh, I think uh, we really need to appreciate the these times, these times of being a developer. Especially because I think with these no-code tools, things will, uh, will change. But yeah, that's topic, I guess, for another conversation. Or is it? Huh? Stay tuned for next Thursday. Anyways, uh... I I want to say that I really miss that. I really miss being with other people in the office. And I have to say that also that I'm probably more efficient here working from home with no distractions. I can basically work all day and all night. And uh, since I really love what I'm doing, I don't have any distractions. And if, of course, if I was in the office or something like that, it would be much harder because there's always people asking you questions, asking for you to go play kicker. But I really miss that. And for the first time ever, I decided to go to a co-working space. Yes, there's a co-working space really, really close to my house. And I decided, okay, let's try it out. So I was walking and walking. And I was like following Google Maps and trying to see where is this place? I couldn't find it. And uh, then I kind of realized that it was in this building that it does not look at all as a co-working space. But then you get in and it's like 
this hipster-like staircase, and in the first floor there's a music producer, and in the second floor there is the co-working space. And I, I'm feeling really excited as I'm going up the stairs because I feel, okay, this will be a really cool place. And the place, it's super nice. It looked super modern, super techy. You know, this kind of tech environments, tech office vibes. And uh, I went up to the kitchen. Everyone was having lunch. And I awkwardly asked to talk with someone. I said, hey, is there someone here that uh, manages this place? And uh, someone came to me. She was super nice, and uh, unfortunately, it seems that that co-working space is full already, and they don't have any hot desks, and basically hot desks is desks that you, they are not reserved for anyone, so you can just go there one day, you pay whatever, 10 euros, you stay there the whole day in that hot desk, and then next day you can go stay at home or go to another co-working space. But she told me that, uh, yeah, unfortunately... There's no hot desks in that place. Most of the people working there are actually startups that rented the office or a portion of the office. But she told me that I could stay in the kitchen and work there from time to time. And she told me to go back in uh, one or two days and try it out. So I did. I went back. I went actually after lunch and I entered and I went to the kitchen, I sat down and edited one of my episodes. And I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I didn't love it. I didn't love it, especially because it was basically the same as being here at home, but less comfortable. Okay, sometimes people would come to the kitchen, I would see them, but no one interacted with me. And I even asked if there were some events. She told me in that co-working space there are none. So I'm not super convinced that I'll be doing that frequently. I told her that uh, I would like to try it out again because, of course, that you don't meet people in the first day. You have to be there regularly and eventually you'll meet people because I really miss this, right? I, I really miss having a coffee, playing some kicker, having some occasional chit-chat. So I really want to, to do that, but maybe I have to try out other co-working spaces. This one is also very small and it's not it's far kind of far from the center of Lisbon. And I'm sure that if I go more towards the center, there are other spaces. So I'll definitely try it out. I just wanted to say that it was okay. It was not an overwhelming cool experience. But at least I feel proud of myself to leave my flat and go out and try to work for somewhere else because I really need to do that. And I was so lazy. I didn't want to go. I'm so comfy here at home and I just want to work. So I really had to force myself. And if you remember last episode, I had like a mini breakdown. Maybe I wouldn't call it a breakdown, but I was feeling really low and feeling that I couldn't disconnect. And... I kind of told myself that I would force myself to, to live and to work from other environments. And I'm still trying to do that. So this was kind of my first step towards doing something different and doing something about me feeling a little bit uh, claustrophobic at home or lonely at home. So this was my lifestyle of entrepreneur section of this episode. And now let's talk about my project updates and 
I have to say that I'm a bit sad because I haven't worked at Change It at all. Like, at all. Well, I did have one or two meetings with other people in the sustainability area. Not sure if that's considered work or not. But I told you that I wanted to start engaging more with people in this community. And there were two lovely chats and I really enjoyed this area. And uh, I was feeling a bit frustrated, as I told you, with COP26 because it seems that no one cares about the environment. And I was kind of venting and sharing these feelings with them. They also gave me some encouragement and uh, it was a really interesting conversation. But I'm not sure if it's actually considered work. So I didn't work in any new features. I didn't work in anything connected with my app, the climate change app, Change It. Because I've been focusing only in the community and building tools for the community. And the reason is very simple. The community is actually making money. It's the project that has made the most money ever in my life. And uh, as we are speaking, we have 17 paying members, which is roughly 70 bucks per month, which is far from salary, but it's quite nice, you know? And the fact that it's actually a membership, I can be assured that I will somehow have a salary so it really feels nice and I think that I have to explore this because my unemployment money is about to run out and I really need to have some kind of path, some kind of guidance, some kind of north star that I can follow. And at the moment, it seems that this is it. And um, it's quite funny if you think about how this all went, right? Like I started in June with Change It, my climate change app. Then, because I was feeling down that I wanted to vent, I started this podcast as kind of a joke. I mean, it was not a joke, but it was just for fun. And then I started the community. And one thing that is really interesting about this community is that I told myself that I didn't want to make money from advertisement on the podcast. And I wanted to have members. I wanted to have people paying me coffees. That's how I wanted to make money by my listeners. The listeners would pay for my content. And when I tried to see other podcasters that also had, let's say, Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee platforms, the conversion rate was actually very, very low. So maybe 1% or so. And I thought, okay, for 1%, I would need to have thousands of listeners to actually make some money. But now... It's really interesting because I have an average of 60 listeners. That's my audience, let's say. So every episode has at least 60 listens, which is very low. I mean, sometimes I get disappointed because I really like the content that I'm producing. <laughs> this might sound a little bit wrong, but I mean, I like to listen to it. And I'm, of course, very biased. I also listen to a lot of other podcasts, business podcasts, and I really love podcasts. So any kind of podcast. But I also like to listen to mine. I like to listen to the interviews, to re-listen to them, because I, I like the people I talk with and I wanted to absorb everything they talk. And uh, it makes me a bit sad to see that I only have 40 or 50 listeners. Of course, there are some interviews that I have more, but I don't know. I think it deserves a little bit more listeners. But of course, that's my only opinion. And if you have another opinion please let me know because I really want your feedback. If you want to tell me, Tiago, actually your podcast is not that good, you can improve here, you can improve there, please let me know because 
I really love feedback. Like, there's a lot of people that hate feedback and they are like, no, you cannot say anything wrong about me. I love it because it gives me a North Star, a guidance. Where should I improve? So I, it's really great. So if you have any feedback, shoot me a, a DM on Twitter because I really, really appreciate that. But even though I only have an audience of 60 listeners, I have 70 paying members. That's absurd, right? What is that? That's more than 20% conversion rate. And uh, that's because I started this virtual co-working space for bootstrappers, this community. So it started with a climate change app. And now I'm actually doing a co-working space, a virtual co-working space. And the only lesson I can take from this is go with the flow. <laughs> Start somewhere. It's super important. Start getting feedback. Start getting yourself into the communities you love. Start identifying a problem in that community and start building for that community. That's basically what happened. And I, I didn't quit change it. I still want to do it. I really believe in the idea and I'll go back to it in maybe one or two weeks. But it's really interesting, isn't it? Like the way the path, my bootstrapper path went. And it's funny because as I speak with other entrepreneurs, with other bootstrappers, I validate this journey because they tell me that's how they did it too they everyone talks about audience first approach to ask for money right away which is really important Thibaut told me this and i was very confused when he told me this and i'll talk a little bit about that in in, in an instant but i'm super happy with this and suddenly i was feeling low i was feeling alone and now I'm not alone because I always have people to work with. We have our virtual rooms and we basically work together. We have coffees, we share ideas, we support each other. And suddenly this is actually turning out to be something cool. And uh, I want to talk about, and this was basically the, my segment about updating you in my projects. And by the way, I still want to say one thing, which is amazing. My Twitter is actually growing quite nicely. I just got now 350 followers. So I don't even know how many I had last week, but it's really nice. I'm having new followers every day and people engaging with my tweets. It's it's a lot of work, I have to say. And it's it's a little bit of an addiction. I won't lie. It's really hard for me to or or let let's just say that i wake up and the first thing i open is twitter <laughs> and that's the first thing or the last thing i see before i go to bed so i mean you really have to keep some boundaries and uh, i really have to start doing that more uh, i don't feel super 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 addicted but i do feel sometimes the need to check it out when there's no need to check it out and uh, now i start forcing myself i leave my cell phone at home if I go for a walk or something and I really try to force myself not to check Twitter every time because it can really get an addiction but it's really great because this is also how I get people to join the community that's something that I'm trying to work out because ideally I would be able to automate that people would just join but for now this is not happening so the best way for me is to actually do basically door-to-door sales i find someone that i think might be interested i start chatting with them i try to determine what are their challenges and then i see if the community can actually help with those challenges and i just tell them okay we have this community maybe it can help there maybe it cannot 
and uh, they most of the time say they don't they are not interested but some of the time they say okay cool i will try it out and that's basically how i'm getting new people to join the community and the ones that do join they are quite happy so that's really nice and uh, the the last thing i worked actually was a wiki a wiki for the community because there's so many tools so many saas products which is amazing but you can feel a bit lost because you don't know where you can use. There's a lot of no-code automation tools that you can use. Again, make sure to listen to the interview this Thursday because we are going to speak about no-code. But yeah, it's easy for us to feel a little bit lost. So I created this wiki where all the members of the community can actually go there and insert the tools that they use, that they like. They can actually write a little blog post about it with some tips and tricks and they can tag these tools by category so they can say this one is for automation this one is for marketing this one is no code so it's much easier for our members to go there and check which tools there are available so that's one thing that i just created and there is a little section just for discounts so i already got four SaaS products with a wbe discount so a discount that is only for our community so you can actually make money <laughs> in the community just by using these discounts if you of course you are interested in the tool so this is another way i want to bring value to the community and it's so far it, it's it was kind of easy to get people to give these discounts i just like send them a candid message and say hey we have this community do you want to give us a discount we are 30 or 40 members and most of the times they say yes i want to give you a discount and they do so now we have a wiki and it's another tool that our members can actually use. So super cool about that. And now this was actually the end of the section of updating you on my projects. Let's go to the last section of this episode, which are tips and tricks for entrepreneurs, bootstrappers. And today I want to basically pick up in the topic of the community. And I want to speak a little bit about some uh, tips that I have for you if you want to build your own community. And I also want to speak about some tools that I use for the WBE space. And before I started this community, I actually had another one for Changeit, which is basically a Discord group. And uh, I added to the app. So when you open the app, then you, you clicked in settings or something, and then you can see that there is a Discord channel that you can join. And a lot of people actually joined. It took some uh, some time, but I think now we have like 30 or 40 people there. But the community is dead. And uh, in the beginning, I was very active there as Change It and as my own profile. I was trying to speak with people. Some people would speak, but eventually they would become silent. No one would participate. And now sometimes I still see some people joining, but the exact opposite thing happened with the wannabe entrepreneur community and i was thinking what were the differences and i could identify two main differences first one the wannabe entrepreneur community is a paid community you pay four years per month to join and the change it community is completely free and i even tried in the wannabe entrepreneur community before i tried to invite members to try it out for free for one month, which was a huge mistake because they didn't engage at all. 
But every paying member, and I guess the reason is because they want to basically get all the value for their money, they engage a lot with the community most of the times. So this is, again, based on one observation. I cannot extrapolate this to every community, but it's also a way to see if I'm actually bringing value or not. Because if people are willing to pay right out of the bat to use your product, being that a community, a SaaS, whatever, it means that you are in the right direction. And if they don't, if they don't want to pay, you have to ask yourself or even them, why? Why don't they want to pay? Is there a reason? Is Could it be that your product is not valuable enough? So this was something that I've learned. And then the next thing I learned is that I cannot be the center of the communication. We change it. That happened. People joined ChangeIt because they were interested in the app. They were interested in sustainability. And... I was always the center. They would ask me questions. I was I would ask them questions. And I was kind of always the mediator. And the, one of the first things that happened when this community, the wannabe entrepreneur community started, was that people were like helping each other. They were talking with each other. They were they even scheduled coffee with each, with each other, right? Max and Kavya, they are both from Singapore. They actually had a coffee together. So that that's really amazing. So things are happening outside of me. I'm not the center of the community. And that's crucial for a community to grow because if you are the center of a community, then it's not scalable. Because if one day you have a thousand members, two thousand members, you have, I mean, you don't have time to speak with everyone, right? So the goal here is to just, I want to step out. Of course, I wanted to be a member of the community because I love it and I want to chat with everyone, but as a member, not as the creator. And then I just want to create tools to enable people to talk with each other. And I think that that's really a crucial part for a successful community. And I basically identify little problems that they have. Sometimes I have coffee with the members and and they have great solutions. And I think, okay, let's add this. Let's add the wiki. Let's add a virtual room. Sometimes are actually my problems because as a member myself of the community, I feel that I need certain tools that are not available. So I create also that for me and then I validate with them. And sometimes there are also things that do not work. For instance, there's a lot of Slack channels that I archive because I see that no one is using. So it's I'm just building a product with them, but as a member and not as the center. And uh, some of the tools that I use are buy me a coffee. So that's basically the tool I use to manage the subscriptions. I love the tool. I really love the tool. I started this using this tool for the podcast because I wanted to have the possibility both to have one-time donations and uh, memberships. But now I have it mostly for memberships. And you can do a lot of things. You can say, for instance, okay, if they are only a one-time donator, they only paid you one coffee, they gave this level of access. But if they are members, then they get this level of access. And I connected it with Zapier. Zapier is a no-code tool, an automation tool. I spoke about it last episode. And what is great about this is now every time I get a new member, they automatically will receive an email with a Slack invitation code. So that part is already automated. I don't have to worry about it. I can be in my sleep and people joining my Slack channel. So that's really, really nice. And um, that's yeah the tool I'm using to basically manage the subscriptions. If someone 
wants their money back, I can just click on refund. Fortunately, that never happened up until now. But if it does, you can just hit refund. And uh, it's really easy to set up. You can have it integrated with PayPal or Stripe. So really cool. By the way, Stripe takes a huge commission <laughs> because it's four euros. But when I get the money actually in my bank account, I only get three euros 50. They could get 50 cents. So this is something that in the future we'll have to test it. But um, yeah, that's one of the tools. The other tool is Zapier, right? So Zapier for the integration I'm having with uh, Buy Me A Coffee. And also I have an integration with Slack itself. Every time someone joins the Slack group, there's an automated message that it's sent to them, basically welcoming, welcoming them and introducing to the assets of the community. Okay, we have your wiki, you have the virtual room, you have the Slack channel, and asking them to introduce themselves in the introduction channel, which is the crucial channel to start. You can see all of the members' descriptions, and you can also introduce yourself there. So that's another tool that I use to manage the community. Besides that, Twitter. Twitter is my way to get new members. And uh, I also now created a hashtag for the community. is hashtag WBE space. So every time we do something connected to the community or we want some support from the community, we can use that on Twitter. And there's actually, again, another Zapier automation that sends that tweet to the Slack channel so that others can also support. So those are basically the tools. And of course, then I have my own website that I use... Uh, Netlify to host. So I basically, it's a static HTML website that I built with Hugo. And uh, I think there's some episodes about it and how I built that. And for change, it is basically the same stack, by the way. So you can go and check that out. But that's a really cool website we have. I have there the virtual rooms uh, that I use um, GT. GT is a free conferencing tool that has a really nice integration. So you can integrate that in your own website. And uh, for the wiki, now I use Netlify CMS that uh, it's super cool. It basically allows people to edit and to add new posts in the wiki. And uh, it's a static HTML website. And you think, okay, Tiago, but how do you do that? It basically uses Git as a database. So every time you write something, it commits and pushes to Git. And that's basically my stack. This is how I'm managing the um, community at the moment. There will be probably other tools in the future. And I will keep you up to date in those. But yeah, this is basically my tips and tricks from my own experience for you to create your own community. And uh, that's the content I have ready for you today. This Thursday, there'll be an amazing interview only about no-code. I found a no-code developer. His name is Pierre. And uh, we had a lovely chat only about his toolbox. And he basically explained each of the tools he uses and why he uses and how he can use it and how much money he's making as a no-code developer, which I didn't know. And it was really, really amazing. So get ready for a really nice, informative interview this coming Thursday. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. If you want to support this podcast, if you like it, there's many, many things you can do. First of all, of course, you can become a member and then you can join our virtual co-working space. 
you can rate it. You can rate on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to this podcast, as long as they have, of course, the rating functionality. And then you can, of course, share it. You can share this podcast with your friends, with your entrepreneurs' friends, with your bootstrapper friends. So if you really enjoy, it would really mean the world to me if you could just share it around. And uh, besides that, follow me on Twitter. The link will be in the description together with all the links you need for the things I just mentioned. So the tools, the becoming a member, everything will be in the show notes. So just make sure to check it out. And uh, this was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you this Thursday. <laughs>